afternoon and welcome. It's the start of a Mark Bernie radio program for this election day. We are going to take your phone calls at 239 You'll hear your vote count tonight. We begin by talking with Republican candidate Carlos Baruf. He is challenging the incumbent for the United States Senate in the Republican primary. Mr. Baruf joins us live today on WNDB. Are you in your uh, hometown area or are you crisscrossing the state even on election day, sir? Well, we, we've done our crisscrossing this morning earlier. We went to Pinellas uh, in Hillsborough County, but we are home now. Well, it, it comes down to what the voters decide. Um, I, I have to ask you, since the last time we visited, I felt for you because you had television commercials that said, hey, I voted for Donald Trump. I'm, I'm proud to support him. And then he turned around and supported Marco Rubio. How did you feel when you heard that? No, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Donald Trump is, is running for the presidency, and he's already had a hard time, you know, uh, making friends with the established Republican Party. And uh, he, the last thing he needs to do is, is, to, is to make this. <laughs> yeah, okay. You, Your messages consistently have been that you're not a politician, that you want to change the complexity of Washington. What's the number one thing that stands out as you ask for people's vote today what is the most important, you think, that's in the mind of the voter? Well, personally, the voters need to, you know, we, we know that we are, are upset because Washington isn't getting anything done. It's 17 percent approval rating in Congress. It's our own fault and our own destiny as a country. If we keep sending people there whose interests are their self-interest and their future and not the future of the people that vote them that represent them. Um, so if we keep doing the same thing over and over again, Expecting a different result. I think that's the definition of insanity. There's a lot of concern that Obamacare will collapse under its own weight, Carlos, particularly when we see large companies leaving the exchanges. What do we replace it with? Are we going to go to single payer? No, that would be... The federal government is incapable of running anything mildly efficient. And uh, I can tell you that there's 300 to $350 billion being wasted out of the $1.2 trillion Medicare and Medicaid budget every year. And it's unsustainable. You simply can, can no longer throw money away the way the federal government has been doing it. And it needs people who know how to read a balance sheet in order to fix the problems we have in Washington, and not people who just talk for a living and have no idea on how to actually get anything done. For you, is... What is it from your business career that carries you the most in this race? Well, at, at the end of the day, I, I was fortunate enough to start my public service by being appointed to some uh, different commissions and boards when I was 50 years old. And in 2011, those efforts led to support a taxpayer savings $600 million. And that's easily traceable and documented. It's public record. So I know that how to tell the bureaucrats how things are supposed to run, as opposed to the bureaucrats telling the policymakers how it runs, because bless them, they just don't know how to run it. So they they were always been there for twenty or thirty years, and that they just want bigger government. Bureaucrats want more government. That's how they solve the problem: more money, more government. You've uh, followed very closely the proposal for dealing with illegal immigration. Donald Trump has taken a bit of a turn. How does that affect the way you would want to handle it as a United States senator? No different. I still, I still am insistent that until we close the border and start being able to better document our, 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 you know, our, our, the people that come to this country, immigrants otherwise, 
we're not going to be able to solve immigration. And we have the technology to do it, and this government chooses not to implement it. For you, this has been a learning experience. What did the, the people of Florida uh, teach you that perhaps you didn't know? You've been pretty astute about what voters want. But what did you learn from this experience? Well, it, you know, Florida's a big state and it's diverse, for sure. Uh, and and um, what I've learned is that there's many people still suffering from the recession in many parts of Florida, and that the federal government isn't really helping Floridians, uh, primarily because they're, they're creating more hurdles to success by the litany of uh, regulations that this government, particularly the Barack Obama government, has been doing for seven and a half years, which is disastrous to small business, which creates two-thirds of the jobs in this country. Are you worried about the election possibly being hijacked by foreign countries? Um, at, at the end of the day, the, the whole notion that Hillary Clinton could actually be president is uh, somewhat terrifying <laughs> because there's, you know, it's hard for me to understand how the American people can, ex can expect that a foundation overnight, essentially, has gotten 300 and some odd million dollars. In the day, the Clintons were not rich people, and they've never managed anything of that magnitude, yet somehow, magically, people just gave them over a third of a billion dollars. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, at the end of the day, Bill Gates funded his foundation, and Warren Buffett funded his. Where did the Clintons fund theirs if not from substantial amounts of money that came from outside this country? Um, let me uh, rephrase the question. There's been some stories here that show that possibly the Russians or other foreign countries may have hacked into our uh, election process and computers. Are you worried about that? You know, I, I always stay away from things I'm not conversant, you know, well-versed in, and, and I'm not a, I don't have enough information to know if that's a real threat or not. I would suspect that uh, some of our uh, intelligence agencies would be better versed at answering that question. Okay. One question I don't know if you were asked on this campaign trail. I, I wanted to ask you. There's an awful lot of talk about the importance of electing a Republican to be president in November because they'll pick Supreme Court justices that could be around for the next 40 years. We have a different setup, Carlo, uh, Carlos, in the Florida, where after a certain age, local judges are removed. But judges can be on the Supreme Court for we reevaluate whether we should have judges stay on for longer or should we put a sunset age limit for Supreme Court justices uh, in the United States? I think that the Supreme Court justices should be uh, term limited also, quite frankly. At the end of the day, you know, some of these people stay way past their prime. Um, and and we should have jurists that that are at the at the top of their capacity, and unfortunately that you know over time that we we all suffer from it. It's, <laughs> so I, I think at some point you should put term limits as far as retirement age requirements or something. Carlos Baruf joining us live today on WNDB. Good luck, sir. In uh, in the rest of the day, as we wait to see as votes are counted, seven o'clock on the East, and, of course, in the Panhandle at 8. Thanks so much for your commitment to public service and being with us today on WNDB. Thank you for the time, Mark. Pleasure speaking to you. Pleasure. Thank you. We're going to take